Hi, I have a favor to ask you before we get into this podcast. I would love if you could take a couple seconds and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating. And if you want a review, this really helps us get the podcast out to more people so they can learn about hosting events and sponsorships in their business. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And let's get to the episode. Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast where we talk everything events, sponsorship, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Sarah Brush, event professional for over two decades. My hope is that this podcast will help you use events and sponsorship to build community, grow your business, and make an impact. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am going to do a quick episode on sponsorship. This is my favorite part of events and also a topic that I've been getting a lot of questions on when people are just really trying to figure out for their event, you know, how can I get sponsors on board? What are the important factors to take into consideration and to share with them? So in terms of demographic information, as much as you have is the best. So when you're doing your first event, it's a little bit harder because sometimes you don't have that information that you might have after you host events and you have asked them questions on registration that you can use to share with sponsors. But these are things like, what is the person's title or role in the company? How many years have they been in business? What is their revenue for their business? You know, what is their goal for attending the event? You know, just anything around this person that is attending the event in the overall group that would help a sponsor understand, is this audience similar to my audience and does it make sense for me to sponsor? So the more the better. And you can also, you know, do some outreach to your attendees and gather information from them after they've signed up that you can also share with sponsors. I mean, you don't want to go out to them with all of these specific questions I just mentioned, but any type of information around like their goal to attend the event, what they want to get out of it is always a great way to do that. And then asking those specific questions on registration is a great way then to pull that information for future years that you can share with sponsors. So you'll know your group better than I can in terms of what is the best information that you can gather for your group, but some of those items are really important and sponsors are always going to be asking you about your audience. Number two is mutual value, which I kind of just alluded to in terms of it being a win-win. So you want the sponsorship to provide value for both the sponsor and you as the event host to create the desired outcome. So those are just conversations to ensure that the sponsorship that you're creating is really going to help that sponsor with the goals that they want to achieve at the event. So understanding what outcome they want from the event will really help you to help them to get that outcome. And not every sponsorship can be customized because if you have like high level sponsors, those are the type of sponsors that you're going to really, you know, help customize the sponsorship because they're investing more. And at the lower levels, they may be getting something standard like a booth and and that's how it should be. So that's okay. But you want to really understand all of your sponsors goals and really have those conversations to see how you can 
help them, <laughs> help them achieve that. So they will want to sponsor again in the future. And number three is the benefit. So what benefits are you going to include in the package? And that always goes back to understanding the goals of the sponsor to help create those benefits that are going to help them be successful. So, you know, is their goal to be able to be a thought leader on a specific topic? If that's the case, then maybe incorporating them as a speaker into the event is a great way to go to help them achieve that goal. Or maybe they are trying to get brand awareness. So including their logo on the websites and in emails and things like that is very beneficial. So just looking at, you know, the type of benefits that you include in each package. And obviously, the more money they pay, the more benefits they should get and the more customized they should be. And then number four is execution. So making sure that you offer benefits that you can actually deliver as you will be contractually obligated to that sponsor. So you might add in a whole bunch of fun stuff that sounds great. I'm going to do five IG lives. We're going to do this and that. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I don't have time for this. This is really hard to organize. So you want to make sure that you feel good about what you put into the packages that you can actually deliver on within your business and that you have support from people that can help you do that. Or you want to keep it more simple um, so you really feel good about being able to give them what you have put out in those packages because obviously that's very important. They're paying for what you put there in the prospectus and the packages. So just make sure that you can deliver on that. And if for any reason you can't, make sure you have a conversation with the sponsor in terms of what else can you offer them to make up for the specific benefit that you might be not be able to do. And a quote I love is, add value, don't discount with events. So you always want to think about, you know, if a sponsor is ever asking for discounts, they may say, oh, we don't have a lot of budget this year. Can we get a discount? Or, you know, the travel expenses are a lot. No, you need to add value, don't discount. So as much as you can think about, you know, if this is a higher level sponsor and they're still investing a lot, what extra value can you add for them that may be worth the investment for them? And sometimes it's just not the right fit, right? Like you you have a valuable event and you need your sponsor to invest in that event. So there's reciprocal value there. But sometimes if it makes sense, you really want that partner there. They're at a high level. They may not pay the exact amount you put in the prospectus, but you can add more value versus giving them a discount or things like that because you just want to make sure that you set the precedent that the price that you put out there is there for a reason and your event is valuable and you can look at other ways to help give them value. And here's a couple things that sponsors really love. So I talked a little bit about this, but number one is just going custom. So really creating those benefits specific to their goals and the outcome they want for the event. So what can you do for them that is making them feel like you really understand their business, you really want to help them achieve their goals, and really that can happen just with the conversation. Ask them, what are they looking for? What are important benefits for them at an event? And how are they going to measure the success? So you know and you can create that for them and feel really good about what you've put together. Number two is integration. So integrating the sponsors into the event. Make sure their booths are close to the action. Make sure that they have passes to the event so they can network. Just creating a holistic experience for them so they're not just sitting at a booth on the outside 
why they're really part of the event. Number three is speaking. That is definitely the highest benefit that I always get asked about is a sponsor always wants to have the opportunity to speak at an event. So sometimes that can work for your event and sometimes it can't. You know, if they're high level, maybe they can be on stage and do a Q&A. Maybe they could do a smaller session or maybe you could just do a pre or post webinar with them. But taking that into consideration for sponsors that are at the higher level, investing more money, can you incorporate them into any speaking opportunities? And then finally, 365 promotions. So what benefits can you offer before or after the event so you can really extend the value of the event throughout the year for them or at least for a couple of months before or after? I would probably say that's my number one tip with sponsorship because sometimes the value that comes from event is not always, let's say they don't get a ton of booth traffic, but they're at the event, they're networking, it's a great experience, but they have all of these other benefits after the event. They're going to do a webinar. They're going to be included in emails. They're not going to just look at the event and analyze the value from that specific experience. They're going to know that they're getting that pre and post value. So that really helps them to you know, measure that return on investment and gives it a lot more opportunity for them to see value there. So I would definitely consider you know, what can you do before and after the event, and especially with virtual events, because a lot of times it's hard to to get a lot of value or traffic at your virtual booth. So making sure that you add a lot of things outside of that virtual experience for sponsors is a really great idea. So those are my tips for the day. Thanks so much for being here. If you have any questions or need any feedback or advice, you can reach out to me at Event of Brush on Instagram, and I will talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. Your time is valuable and I appreciate it that you spent it with me. If you're enjoying this podcast, I would love if you could review and rate it five stars. This helps us get the podcast out to more people. Thanks. Have a great day.